The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from previsible.io. And in this episode, we're going to be continuing the conversation with Bjorn and we're going to discuss establishing executive alignment on a new SEO team. So a little more background on Bjorn. Bjorn Darko is head of product and SEO at Ladenzala, which is one of Europe's leading product comparison platforms for fashion, living, lifestyle. They're founded in 2009 and acquired by the Axel Springer Group in 2011. And as I mentioned, today we're going to continue the conversation and we're going to dive into establishing that executive alignment with the new SEO team. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash a w t all right here's my conversation with bjorn darko head of product and seo bjorn welcome back uh thanks again yeah no i like these topics here because yesterday we were kind of talking about the framework the steps that you take when you're joining or being promoted in an organization and establishing that kind of vision and strategy that the organization can rally behind but equally as important to that is getting the buy-in for that. And we alluded to elements of this in the last episode. But yeah, if you don't have that alignment, you don't have that buy-in from the top, it's almost nearly impossible to get the alignment through the rest of the organization. And certainly it's going to be more difficult to get that budget contributions that we need to execute. 
So I think like this is one of like the must have pieces for any new SEO leader to accomplish. What recommendations do you have for an SEO that's trying to establish this? Like what are kind of the first steps that you would recommend that they go through? As we also discussed in the previous episode, right? I think as an SEO, especially, you need to get buy-in from the management. I mean, this is so crucial. Otherwise, you can't move forward and you don't have the backup of the management. So that means, as we discussed also previously, whenever you come up with a strategy, come up with something that you want to change, you always need to keep them in the loop and always make that transparent, sharing drafts already with them so that they can contribute or also discussing things with them, right? Again, because at the end of the day, you need budget and resources, and that's mostly a monetary budget that, that you need in, in order for them to understand why you need it and what it brings. I think that's the most important part and keeping the transparency and also the communication alive with them because they hired you, right? Because they can't do SEO. They don't understand it. And I think here is also in the communication piece, it's super important that you translate like your SEO KPIs and SEO language into something that they understand. I always try to understand what keeps them up all night. I mean, it, it sounds like bullshit bingo, but it's really like this, like having one-on-ones with my managing director, I always ask them, okay, what's the current situation? What is moving your thoughts around? What is keeping you up all night? Where can I support, right? That's really critical to understand because you don't want to do things that don't don't cater for the goals of the company in general. And understanding this, that that's the most crucial part in the relationship with the CEOs or managing directors. Yeah, and with that description too, I feel like you really hit on some elements that are just more like universal elements of any sort of relationship that you're fostering. And like, it could be with anyone in organization, but it's like, yeah, to be able to relate and be able to have an understanding, it's like you have to know where they're coming from. As you said, what keeps them up at night and also being able to speak their language. Like, are we able to articulate on the same topic and breaking down those barriers, especially because most people at the executive level don't have the hands-on and don't have the direct experience around SEO. So yeah, you're already introducing something new. You don't want to introduce more unnecessary kind of new components. So the more familiarity you create helps. But another thing that I wanted to kind of come back to from the last episode too, was this kind of almost workshopping before it's complete. And I think that's a really good recommendation and kind of key piece because most executives don't like surprises. Like you don't want to just surprise them with, hey, here's the five-year vision and I'm going to present it on all hands without them having seen it. And so I think like that recommendation to get input, get awareness to it before it's actually complete is a really important step in achieving this alignment. Do you have any recommendations for the listeners in how you approach kind of getting that early stage feedback, maybe when the vision and strategy isn't fully baked? Yeah, I'd say like, of course, they need to know that you're working on the strategy. That's the first thing, right? Like keeping it transparent, saying, okay, now I need now two or three months to do my due diligence, to my audit and come up and do interviews with stakeholders, with all the people. I need two months, right? But I will I will collect everything already in a slide deck. I will share that with you. If you have time, you can go through it. Otherwise, we will do it in our one-on-one. 
they also need to have the feeling that they can contribute. As you said, they don't like surprises, right? It's their company and you're changing sometimes drastically teams and also structures and processes. So they need to have the feeling that they can contribute and being transparent, even if it's just a draft, even if it's not perfect, but outlines already your ideas or assumptions. And again, they can jump in and say, hey, Björn, it's actually a nice idea, but it doesn't work because of historical reasons that you can't know because you are new, right? And I think this kind of discussion needs to happen. And if you come with ideas already in the draft and say, hey, we are doing this wrong because I would do it like this because it's more efficient and more effective. I mean, they, they're super happy if you bring up those ideas because they have tons of other problems on their plate. And if they have somebody that takes ownership and addresses the right things and make recommendations how to improve things, you're welcome. Really, you're welcome. And especially in the beginning, right? I mean, you are some in Germany, you're in a probation period the first month and you want to also impress people that you are the right hire. They choose you, they pay you money and you are the right hire. So start your work with, with this kind of strategy building and keep the management aware of it and also make sure that they can contribute and also discuss those ideas. And I think that's the first and most important thing. And of course, I mean, a manager itself, they're not interested in a lot of details, right? So you need to make sure that within the strategy, you also define a set of KPIs that he or she is interested in, because that's all they're looking at at the end of the day. They start with the KPI. If this goes down, then you have to explain why that is and what are your measures to steer it around. The same is if something improves, right? What is it? That is the most important thing that they want to know so that they can make sure you can scale it also to other things. So that's important. And last but not least, because we in SEO also tend to isolate ourselves with our KPIs. This is SEO traffic. It's brand, it's non-brand, it's visibility and so on and so forth. A manager is not interested in it. A manager is interested in how much is SEO contributing to the overall performance of the company. And this is what you also need to make transparent that SEO traffic is growing. It's now not 30% of the overall share, but it's 40%. This is what they want to know and how you contribute to the overall performance. That's important. Yeah, that, the KPI element is such a critical one. And I do like that you brought up bringing it up early in the conversations with these other stakeholders. And I think it's something too that we can kind of easily get hung up on because we often think in our more traditional kind of SEO KPIs, but then that sometimes is a little bit of a disconnect with others in an organization. So it's like, yeah, from the top level, having that clear expectation of what the performance change is going to be. But then also when you're getting into like the actual implementation part, like I had a, a conversation with a client and we were doing some coaching with them and they were having issues with alignment on the product side. And one of the examples that was given was an internal linking task they had the, the product team working on. And the more that we dug into it, we realized that there was kind of frustrations because there wasn't clarity on completion. And the KPIs that he initially gave was, hey, we want to make these changes because we're trying to improve rankings on X, Y, and Z. And the feedback that I kind of came back to him is like, yeah, that makes sense from an SEO perspective, but from the engineering perspective, that's not the best KPI because as soon as they finish their work, they can't validate whether or not they achieve the objective or not. And so the kind of recommendation that is like, yep, that's the ultimate kind of lagging KPI that we want. 
but we can make some benchmarks of how many internal links exist, like currently go to the target pages after X, Y, and Z initiative are completed. We want to see that change to this. And then that gives a very clear cut and dry, like, did we achieve what we were expecting to? Yes, even though our ultimate goal is to have change in rankings or change in traffic, whatever it is. Yeah, this is a pretty good example because it's a typical SEO topic. It's coming up again and again in, in strategies. Yes, we need to improve internal linking, right? In a conversation with a CEO or a managing director, again, like he most probably is not interested in internal linking, except of if you explain it to him so that he understands, right? Because with internal linking, what you, you, you said it, right? You, you actually try to increase rankings. Again, he's not or she not interested in it. But if you have an internal linking strategy that focuses on the most revenue relevant landing pages and make sure to steer your internal linking to the most important pages that bring the most revenue, then you, of course, can say, okay, with this project, yeah, we actually want to increase revenue because the user finds always the most important pages that already prove that they generate enough conversions and enough revenue. So translating this into revenue is then something a CEO understands. It would be the best KPI for internal linking initiatives. And, and of course, also then in, com uh, in discussion with product and engineering, because also product, right, they are, have a big interest in working for a successful product. And they're also measured on the success of the product. And, and I think if you can translate and understand their goals, then you can define those things and KPIs much better so that it also addresses their interest. Yeah, and that's such a key one in getting the executive alignment is the business value. And it's something that, to be honest, I think it's like too big of it. It's too common of an issue that you'd like to see is because it's something that we've been talking about in SEO for a while. And it's like, I think most SEOs know that's like, yeah, I need to do that. But you still see a fair amount of disconnect or just unfamiliarity with it because maybe we don't like to do forecasts because of some uncertainties. But I think especially at these leadership levels, it's, it's a mandatory, like there's no way around it. Like every other part of a business is putting a business value to requests that are being made so it's something that is just, in my mind, like no way around it. It's like, it's a mandatory, you have to do it. And the faster that you can get comfortable with that, the better. Would you have any recommendations for SEOs out there that maybe, maybe it is an area that's, you know, not as familiar, not as comfortable, like. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. 
So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Do you have any kind of best practices that you'd share with kind of establishing business value for SEO requests or SEO initiatives? Yes. So, I mean, we are very often working with the business model Canva, right? Also, if we get, now I'm speaking from the product side, right? If we get requests from shareholders, uh, stakeholders, like be it content category management, SEO itself, we, a product manager also needs to understand the value behind it. So we request for a business model canvas, which describes, okay, what is the product? What is the feature about that they want to have? How much resources is it, is it bundling? How much revenue will it give us and stuff like that? And starting using templates like this, not as a stakeholder, but also as an SEO to, you know, make sure that you, for at you by yourself need to understand what you're doing there, right? Very often we see that SEOs come up with, it's a trend now, or Google said it's important, uh, so we need to do it, right? Uh, and they're just running behind what everybody else is saying. But really sitting there and be mindful and really digging deep into the concept of what you try to build and what it brings from a revenue perspective and what it brings to the business itself, that's super crucial. And with this template, if you have done this, you're so deep in the topic and you can explain it also to each and every stakeholder at each and every meeting that you sit with management or also also stakeholders. So that, that's your Bible then. That's the, and, you know, there's no, maybe there might be counter arguments, but you will, if you don't have it, you will always run into, okay, what's the RI? What does it bring to us, right? You can't explain it. And there's another note to it, which might be also a recommendation is don't use it depends. Right. If you discuss with your management things and they ask you, what about this? What about that? And you always say it depends. It just shows you that you are not confident enough to test things out. Right. And here again, we can learn from product management. There is no it depends. There is an hypothesis. And then there will be tests being running that prove the hypothesis wrong or right. And that's it. So being confident and making sure that you own it and don't run away from ideas and also tests and, and also conversations. With it depends. I think that's the most important one. I banned this word depends in my team completely. That's such a good recommendation. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Remove that from your vocabulary. And I would also throw in from the last episode, remove black box too. Like we're not, <laughs> we don't work in the black box. We have transparency. And I like to, I feel like you're hitting on two underlining characteristics for individuals to be successful in this. There's confidence and then also like a humbleness of being able to listen to the other stakeholders, listen to the business needs, and then be adaptable to that. And I think those are two, some people might say, like, yeah, it's kind of contradictory. And I don't wouldn't say that it is, but it's like, yeah, you have to be confident in your plan that people are going to be able to follow you on it. But you also need to listen and you need to understand where people are coming from and have that approach. The last Thing that I wanted to kind of hit on in this episode, and we, we've teased into it a little bit. But one of the ways that like I think about kind of this establishing like strategy and also like, how do I get buy in? It's like, well, you need to create this comfort level or understanding from like the executives, because they're going to have to talk about it to other people in the organization too. And if you're not doing a good job at equipping them to be able to talk about it, 
then it's not going to be something that they're going to feel comfortable about. They're not going to want to do it. And it's ultimately going to kind of work against you. So you have kind of like the synonym of RICM, roadmaps, investment, coaching and management. And I feel like you hit really well on like the roadmaps, especially in the previous episode. We were talking about the investment aspect and building that business case. But in this coaching and management there's a layer or a level of education that you need to be willing to provide. And these individuals, these executives that you're working with, they don't have the same familiarity as you do or we do, but they need to be given like, what can they do? What should they be do? Like an executive wants to feel like they're involved with it. And so if you're giving them the playbook or giving them the areas so they know how to talk about it or they know how to kind of get the organization aligned or honestly just what their role is in it, I think that can create a lot of things. But there's this element of how do you bring them along with you? And do you have any recommendations or tips for the listeners of how you've been successful to kind of educate leaders in an organization and kind of break down those barriers so they're really able to get behind you and work with you on the task at hand. Yeah, the first thing that pops into my mind is our common friend, Jordan Coney. When he was head of SEO at eBay, eBay was hit by an update, I think, and they lost significantly visibility. And it also showcased in their, how is it called? Like in their numbers, right? That they're reporting also to shareholders. And I remember that the CEO of eBay needed to talk in a Bloomberg or CNN interview about the numbers and what was the cause for this drop. And he explained, he needed to explain what went wrong on the SEO side, right? And I think Jordan and his team needed to make sure that he understand what he is talking about in this interview, right? So, and, and I think that's the best and most probably the most dramatic example that we saw in the past, uh, how SEO can contribute to a business and to a CEO need to explain in the public what happened, right? So, and that means that you, you're completely right. You need to make sure that you are a sparing partner to the CEO, right? And making, again, making sure that he understands the impact of all your measures and of your strategy and, you know, keep talking and being transparent, right? I think that's the most important thing. And they will ask questions because they don't understand. And you shouldn't be offense because they always keep on asking. It's it's not that they don't trust you. It's just because they don't understand it. And you need to uh, see yourself as an educator also to the higher management uh, explaining what's going wrong, right? One concrete, another concrete example. Now we are in the middle of a Google Core update, right? What I'm doing is like I'm sending emails, not only to the management, but to the entire company when the rollout was started. And then in the middle, when we saw first impact and and then also whenever there's like dramatic change in, in the numbers that I send that to them and make sure they understand what is the progress, how are we impacted, what are we looking at, what do we need to do? And stuff because, of course, also a manager and the CEO gets the news that there's a Google Core update, especially if you work like I do for a company where 60% of the traffic comes from SEO. It's crucial, it's business critical, right? And there's a lot of jobs hanging on this performance. And so they need to know, but you are the owner of this topic and you need to make sure that people understand it. And again, like from the beginning, what we said, it's not just leadership, it's ownership. And your fellow citizen, Yoko Willink, he wrote an extremely good book about ownership. It's called Extreme Ownership. And in this book, he is also explaining, you know, if, if people don't understand it, you know, make sure they understand it. If you don't understand, ask questions, right? You own the topic and you need to make sure that everybody understands it. That's, that's super critical. 
Yeah, and it's it's such a good reminder as well that questions are an opportunity. And you should at least I try to like encourage SEOs to not not get annoyed or not to feel threatened by getting excessive questions from the executive team. Like that's actually a really good sign. It shows that there's interest and then it also it tells you maybe what you're not doing well and what areas you haven't given enough education, you haven't given enough clarity around so that there's alignment behind it. And your example too with the rollout is like, it's such a pointed one because no CEO should be finding out about a Google core update through like someone else in their network or something else like that. Like, even if you don't have the numbers yet, it's like communicate early and often. And then in the same framework that you described in establishing the strategy where it's like, what's now, what's next? It's like, great, this is what happened. This is what we're doing for the investigation or this is what we're doing to improve if we had a negative impact. And it doesn't need to be necessarily like, hey, we have all the, like we waited two weeks after the rollout and we see exactly what happened. It's like, no, let them know early and often because if you're doing that, it's going to give them more comfort, more confidence. And you don't want them coming to you being like, why haven't I heard about this? And again, it's like, avoid surprises. Like it's it's not it's not Christmas time. Like don't don't lean into the surprises. Yeah, and just one more comment. Like I mean, I'm in the best situation ever, right? Because I'm reporting to the managing director, and he's well aware of all the SEO initiatives that we do, and, and is also uh, super critical and also asking a lot. Of, uh, of course, it puts a lot of pressure to you, but you also have a lot of uh, things that you can turn around into actions, right? And yesterday because we belong to Europe's biggest price comparison website, Idealo, right? And yesterday, my managing director, myself, the managing director, like the highest management of this platform, with, I think they have over a thousand employees, right? So it's, it's a really big company. We sat together yesterday in a, in a three hours workshop, and we're discussing indexation rules. We were discussing content marketing campaigns and we were discussing how we can make symbiosis between like those two companies better and improve that, right? On a management level. I mean, they oversee a thousand employees and they sit together with, with you in one room and discuss like really detailed SEO details of indexing and the indexing management. I mean, that's just the best situation that you can have. And in those situations, you can explain because, of course, they have ideas and, of course, that's not always right. But you need to make sure that you, they understand, you know, why it's not right and what would be a better alternative and stuff. But they want to contribute. And that's the most important thing. Absolutely. And I mean, I think from this, the, the key elements for people to take away is embrace the ownership of this and then also recognize that you're bringing people along with you on that. And so you have to meet them where they're at. You have to spend the extra time so they do have that confidence. They do have that belief in kind of what the vision is. And by giving that extra time, ultimately, you're going to make your life way easier afterwards. And create impact, yes. And with that, it wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thank you again to Bjorn Darko for jumping back on with us. If you can't wait until the next episode and would like to learn more about Bjorn, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Bjorn Darko or visit his podcast website, seopresso.com. You can find it in the same feeds and same channels as the Voice of Search. So be sure to check that out. And until next time.
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.